The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From the Philadelphia Eagles to the Kansas City Chiefs, a former University of Alabama standout, what's known as the Mighty Mouse, number 29, Mark McMillan! And also we have Mr. BNE, the man in the middle. From the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Byron Evans. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Put them up, tighten up, we some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans. He give you a piece of the tune in every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving. If he's pushing Phoenix, we're bringing the cutting edge. Season, Phoenix alone. Show them how it's done. VoiceAmericaSports.com Good evening, everybody. Thank you for another edition of the Hard Hitting Radio Show. I'm your host, Mark McMillan. Got my man in the middle, always on lock. B&E. And I got my son with a fresh fade on the PSV. <laughs> he asked me who's the guest going to be. Today's going to be a special show. Got my man Saran Stacey will be calling in today. That's right. Um, it might be a little tearjerker today. So he got, he, got, he got an amazing story, man. So I'm, no I'm, doubt. I'm definitely uh, excited to hear the... Uh, the story to hear his testimony. Right. I I, you know, I uh, told a lot of people I've been texting people and, and right. on Facebook to Google his story. Uh, I really haven't read the whole story because right. uh, it's you know it's kind of hard for me as well. Uh, once you hear the testimony uh, about what happened to his family, right, you guys will get a better understanding from that. Uh, I know he looked up to you. Well, you know, he came in with my class, uh-huh. so everybody everybody that came in, <laughs> you know, they they kind of looked. You know, everybody talk about Reggie White, but a lot of guys looked up to being eighteen. <laughs> Well, you know, like I said, Mac, man, it's just uh, uh, coming into that situation, man, there's a lot of people that I looked up to, man, a lot of people that kind of took me under their wings. You know, you got uh, my man Andre Waters. You got my man Clyde Simmons. You know, uh, I watched how Seth Joyner, how he studied, man, and, you know, Wes Hopkins and how how he did things, man. And, uh, you know, I, I just started to, you know, take on, you know, take on, take take it on, man. And, uh, you know, I you know uh, just got – I got in. I started fitting in, man, and um, you know, you're six four, six five, two fifty. How you gonna fit in? Man? Hey, you just you already in. Hey, hey, but I had to fit in. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, but but you know, just to, you know, to be uh, um, to have that defense down, man, you, you had to fit in. <clears throat> you, you had to put the time in. You had to you had to go in and go the extra mile, and you know, it, it's many times that I wanted to get out there, man, but I, I had to I had to do what I needed to do, man, in order for me to get. You know where I needed to be, and that's my man, Chili Sauce. Oh no, ones and twos, ones and twos, ones and twos. Well, you're yeah, you're on number two. I'm on number four. We got a, we got our, we got my man on the line. Two seven, you out there, Saran Stacy? We have him on hold. Can we get him in? Oh, what are we doing? Can we get him on? Saran Stacy, are you out there? Yes, sir. I'm here. That's my man, <laughs> Saran. <laughs> two seven. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord, brother. Bless. Hey, How you doing, Saran? I, hey. I, I didn't, uh, didn't want to, you know, kind of water it down a little bit. I, I was just telling everybody uh, about uh, amazing, what amazing person that you are and all the stuff mm. that you have overcome. And I know uh, we got an hour showing you, like, how much time we're going to be able to talk about it. I was like, man, you can have as much time as you need because uh, what you have been through, 
uh, is, is definitely a blessing. And, uh, you know, we can start off from talking about uh, – I mean, Byron actually was talking about, you know, when we were getting hazed back in, in, in Philadelphia. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, and, uh, you and Tony Brooks. Uh, yeah. Got, well, you know, first of all, I think – my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is for the opportunity to even be on your guys' show today. That's that's such a blessing. And you know, you know, thinking back back to those Philadelphia days, you know, Byron, you were you were one of those guys that was hazing me. Okay, <laughs> you were, you were tying me up to a goalpost and pouring ice all over me. And what an honor to, to you know to just have that time that I did have with all of you. I mean, incredible athletes. Uh, so many, uh, so much mentorship that was going. On uh, that was a group of players that were uh, similar together that absolutely knew how to play together as a team and, and knew how to win. And for for myself, and I know I can speak for Mark, we we learned a, a just a, a multitude of things just uh, being surrounded with all of you. You know, Reggie White and Clyde Simmons and Seth Jordan and you know Randall Cunningham and Andre Waters and man that that defense. I'm trying to figure out how did anybody <laughs> even score on that anyway. <laughs> and so you know, I was just a blessing. You know, the thing about it is I had to. You know, coming in as a rookie, you know, you guys were like the first team, and I had to get out there and run scout offense. And so I was, I was brought up, you know, the kind of, kind of the, you know, the tough way. So man, what a blessing! Yeah, yeah, there was, there was that because actually we were roommates, and uh, when we got drafted together, yeah. uh, even, even to go back to Philadelphia, man, uh, you were the second round pick. Uh, yeah. Come from a small time town in Geneva. I'm sitting around thinking, like, man, I know I'm gonna get drafted. And you're like, hey, man, just uh, come back home with me. We're gonna have a, you know, family's gonna cook. We're gonna have a barbecue. Yeah. We're gonna have a good time. Don't yeah. worry about getting drafted. It's gonna happen if it happens. And uh, yeah. just, just going down to uh, Geneva, man. I, that was a, that was a shock for myself. I was like, man, where's yeah. everybody at? <laughs> you got you got blown away. I mean, we was yeah, we're from the country, so you know, we cook your know, collard greens and ribs and chicken and and. Uh, fried corn and all that stuff and man my mom was out was actually talking about you the other day mark and i was telling her about you know upcoming events and seeing you out in pasadena and just mm-hmm. enjoying the time that we had there and and you know what i mean we've come a long way brother i yeah. mean we have just come a long way and, and just you know god is steadily uh you know covering us along the along the way and then uh you know the, the good thing about it we actually end up getting drafted by the, you know by the same team by the and, same team yeah and, and, and then being roommates uh in, in philadelphia yeah. for the time that we were there and some yeah. of the stories that you know we can't tell a lot of stuff that was going on you know wow. yeah. Byron, <laughs> I, I always tell byron like man we, we never slept we could never sleep <laughs> we, we were just sitting there and talk and just you know we have all of these dreams and you know all of this all those things about you know the different players and it was just a it was just you know to be able to experience that in itself it's just a blessing yeah. you know so many players leave out of high school and leave out of division one college or division two II or three and they have those aspirations to get to that level and they never do right. uh, through a multitude of reasons and and there we were you know coming from the university of alabama and, and, and yeah yeah road tide <laughs> you know winning that championship this year but there we were coming from the university and there, all those teams in the league to you know to be able to go and play with. We played on the same team, and I mean we grew to the, we grew together and rooted for one another. And it was just a uh, again, it was just an awesome experience in my life. Although my career did not turn out as the way yours did, Mark. I mean, I mean you went on to do great things in the National Football League, and and I, you know my my athletic career was prematurely in the National Football League. I didn't fulfill a lot of the expectation that. 
you know, that I set out to accomplish. But nevertheless, I'm thankful for what I did accomplish. You know, I'm thankful for my time that I was at Philadelphia, and I'm thankful, you know, for the, you know, the people that I met there, the fans that, are, you know, that, you know, the, the few that cheered me on. <laughs> right, right, right. And but, but, but more, more importantly, the relationships. Uh, you know, I, I have some great relationships that I made, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm thankful for that. Now we we uh we, we talked about we hung out in Pasadena. We had a great time, fellowship, and uh, golfed on one of the windiest golf courses I've ever played on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, I, I got my brother on hold. He was the one that was cooking up all that good food that you couldn't eat. Ray, you out there? Oh yeah, that must be my nephew in the background. You gotta put my nephew to sleep, man. You can't be having him on the phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, you out there? <laughs> Ray. Well, you know, he's sitting here on the pot. Okay, well, we don't need to know that all on, on TV. I yeah. got my nephew uh, going on the pot. I got, I got Saran on, on, uh, on the line. Hey, Ray, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. What's happening with you? Hey, what's going on in Cali? You know, Cali right now, the sun that went down, we might get a little rain again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uncle Ray, what's going on, Uncle Ray? What's going on, B? I'm blessed, man. How you doing? I'm blessed as well, brother. Good, good. good. So make sure you uh, get some baby wipes and wipe my, my wipe my little uh, Remington. My, that's my little nephew out there on the pot. Yeah, he's raising <laughs> havoc right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, uh, we definitely appreciate, uh, you know, like I said, Saran, we had a good time. Uh, you put a lot of things on the grill, hooked it up real good. Uh, Saran came through. Derek Lassick yeah. had a chance to come through. Uh, Charles Gardner came through. So a lot of people, yeah. you know, supported, uh, you know, the national championship uh, game was, was exciting. It was good just to have everybody all in the, in the same place. So it was definitely yeah. uh yeah. Like, yeah. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Ray, I mean Ray, man, he had like the you know some Alabama type you know barbecue. You know he <laughs> had all everybody over to his house and and I was asking Mark. I said, where do, you know where do Ray live? And he said like Compton. <laughs> and I was like, well, Com- wait a minute, Compton. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey man, I've been watching these movies and stuff. You know, <laughs> you don't go to Compton, but then you know I went there to his house over in Compton, California. And it was just a great time. You know, his mother, you know, Mark, your mother was there. And, right. You know, family was there. And it was just a it was just a lot of love being shared. And uh, and this man can cook, even though I didn't get to eat his ribs. I, you know, it smelled good. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that comes from Grandma, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you calling in, Ray. We got a lot of callers that's going to be calling in today uh, to uh, some surprise callers that Saran probably ain't heard from in a while. So I definitely appreciate you calling in. Much love, brother. All right, appreciate it. And we got another caller on hold. I don't know if you talked to her in a while. She was one of the greatest gymnasts that we ever saw, Grace the Capstone. Is she out there? Hey. What's up, Dee Dee? Hey, Mark. Hey, Saran. Oh, my goodness, Dee. <laughs> Dee, I don't know if you're married now, but I know a Dee Foster would just, could just, just do it all at the University of Alabama. That is Dee Foster. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> wow. How are you doing? Great. How are y'all doing? Hey, we're doing super. I mean, we're talking. I mean, one <laughs> guy's in Phoenix. I'm out here in Alabama, and I don't know where you are. So I'm in. I'm in the ATL. Oh, you're in Atlanta. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I just I just moved back from California. I was in California for a long time. Back. You know, you know, we gotta come home. Hey, well, hey, there's no place like home. That's exactly right. I tell you what, I saw a lot of your friends not long ago. I was at the university uh, what, last week, and we were doing some uh, festivities for the A-Day. And we were at the uh, 
at the stadium at the uh um you know, at the uh, uh, touchdown zone. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I, and I saw a lot of your um, gymnasts in there. I saw Susan in there, and yeah. uh, she was talking about you and a couple more girls, and they was like, D is, yeah, D was, D, yes, he was in California, but. Uh, yeah, I but, just moved back about five months ago, and our team this year is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we're ranked number one in the nation now, gymnasts. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, we beat Florida the other, you know, last yeah, week. We so. Florida. I, th- I think we might have dropped down to two because we got beat by LSU. But, you know, it keeps us humble, and they are riding high off that SEC win from last year. And right. Of course, the football for this year, they're riding high off that too. So it's just going to be championship all year. It's just a, it's just a, I tell you what, it's just an opportune time to be at the University of Alabama. So. That's, that's right. Well, when, when is it not? Yeah, yeah, you're right, exactly. you're right, you're right about you, that. You need to come back and you need to start <laughs> coaching there or something. Uh, well, you know, Dana, remember Dana? Dana yes, I do, now, I do. Yeah, she's now Dana Duckworth, but she, uh, she, she, she her first year as a coach, she uh, had won the SEC championship for first year as a coach last year. So she's there, she's holding down from all of them in the 90s. We're in good shape. That's D.D. Fox. We appreciate you calling in, D.D. We got a lot of people on hold that's going to be calling in today to talk to my man, Saran. So we definitely appreciate you calling in. That was D.D. She dropped the call. So 2-7, that's my man, 2-7. We, you know, got a lot of people, like I said, wanted to talk about it. But I just wanted to get into your story. I know I've been telling a lot of people about it, uh, you know, from from Alabama, you know, from from where you've come from and, and what, what the you know trials and tribulations you've been through. Uh, I haven't personally uh, seen any footage of it or heard anything, so this will actually be my first time hearing your testimony as well. So I'll give you the floor and just, you know, just let everybody know exactly, uh, you know, what are the things that you've been through and, and show you, uh, you know, let the people know that, you know, by the grace of God that you're still here. Yeah, well, again, I give God all the glory uh, that I'm even speaking right now. Uh, sometime, uh, what, 11, 19, 07, and, uh, my family and myself were um, we were all preparing for Thanksgiving. Uh, we were down at my mother's house, the place that you and I were having a pre-draft party at, and uh, uh, where we were gearing up for Thanksgiving at, at this time of the year, and uh, my wife and, and uh, my three children were, uh, we were all together, and we we started out, um, you know, just going through the different things. Like, you know, in the South, you know, we take Thanksgiving to another level. You know, I mean, so we it's like a it's like a Super Bowl party down here, and so everybody had like different chores to do. And my mom was talking to Ellen, my wife, and she was telling Ellen, um, that, you know, she wanted Ellen to cook the collard greens this year because Ellen, you know, I tell you what, she's from Indiana, but I tell you what, <laughs> she, she was a, she was a <laughs> My, she was around my mom, and, and her, her mother can cook, and so she was just can cook, man. I, I mean, Byron, you, you, I mean, I was at one point like over two hundred and fifty pounds. Wow! So, so that tell you, okay, I was a running back. Okay, my weight was two ten. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we just went through it, and time had gotten away. And uh, um, you know, I asked my, uh, I told my mom we got to get home, and I lived like uh, I guess about thirty thirty five. Um, 35 miles away from Geneva, and so we all got into my van, and we started driving home, and 
uh, two of my daughters that I had fathered in a previous relationship lived in a city called Hartford, and my 18-year-old daughter, my eldest daughter, uh, was home from college, and um, Ellen and I wanted to reward her. You know, because she was as a teenager, she was just doing the. She was doing it the right way. She was, uh, you know, she was over there in this junior college. She was making good grades. She wasn't out drinking and getting high and smoking dope, and she wasn't out stealing. And you know, and I'm not just boasting about her. These are the things that would just pour down into her. You know, by you know by her mother and, and, and by her father. And so, you know, I will always speak words of life over her life. I will always tell her that. You know, she's going to get, you know, just graduate from high school. Get, you're going to get your high school diploma. You're going to go to college, you know. I, I, I would make my, I would make it a, um, you know, an opportunity every time I talked with her or got around her to just encourage her because uh, it's it's very difficult. You know, she had to grow up uh, without her father living in the home. And so a, a lot of the teenagers, that's why I believe I gravitate to a lot of teenagers because, uh, you know, I, I've been in that situation myself. And, and, and so we would just want to stop through Hartford to pick her up because she was home from school and uh, just reward her. Her birthday was actually November the 20th and this was November the 19th and we were going to surprise her with a new vehicle and uh and so all of my children you know we, we they all you know um you know just got along together and, and so the seven of us was uh after we picked them up uh, we were driving to my home and I got about one mile uh away uh from my house and the individual that was driving uh Twice the legal limit consumed with alcohol. Uh, an individual that was uh, uh, very angry, and, I, and I'm not going to waste time getting into his testimony. But right. he struck us, and uh, um, and and at that point, uh, my 36 year old wife was killed, uh, and my 18 year old daughter was killed. Uh, that was home from school, and my 10 year old son, uh, he was killed along with uh, my nine year old daughter. Uh, she was killed. And my two-year-old baby, uh, little Ellie Ann Marie, uh, she was killed. And so, you know, I was in a coma for some time. I don't recall any of this happening. And, uh, you know, I don't, you know, what, what I remember is that, you know, from the wreckage, it was seven of us, and they pulled um, my, uh, you know, my daughter, Shelly, Mamie Rose. Uh, they, she was four at the time, and she's, she's six now. And, She's actually with me now, Mark, in uh, Byron, and she's here. Okay. Uh, uh, so, but uh, she's, um, um, you know, they, you know, they, they said that, you know, Shelly uh, was brain dead, and that there was no way that she was going to survive because of the loss of blood. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know any of this was going on, but they flew her to UAB Hospital in Birmingham, and. Uh, you know, uh, my brother Pat, who you know, Mark, right, and uh, right. he had to come over and identify the bodies that night. And and uh, he said, when he got over there, the doctor said that your brother Saran is in uh, uh, critical condition. He has five life sustaining injury. He's lost a tremendous amount of blood. But we think that we can, uh, we think we can save him. But there's no way we can save the little girl. And uh, so he said that's when they started praying. Uh, and that's when many people, uh, you know, my church down in Destin, Florida, um, they they got the news. They started praying, and even, you know, people out in Arizona, uh, they started started praying that God do something. And, and you know, I'm here to say that this is the power of prayer because you know God has done it, and He's continually doing it. Um, you know, 
Shelly survive, and not just survive. She's a healthy little girl now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in school. Uh, she's yeah. She's walking through this season uh, of suffering well, without her mother and her brothers and sisters. But nevertheless, you know, she's she's making uh, A's and B's in school, and uh, you know, she's healthy. Her body's intact, and uh, you know, to God be the glory because. Uh, you know, when we come out of the hospital, I did, uh, 10 days later, I, I just, November 29th, is, uh, Mark and Byron, and when I come out, uh, they were they were telling me that I had a, uh, uh, they had, I had a condition. Uh, they had to self-induce this coma uh, because of uh, medical reasons, but they said my memory would never be the same. And so they had to tell me over and over and over uh when I come out of this coma that I had lost, uh, uh, you know, I lost my wife and my children. And uh, and they were telling me that, apparently, but I don't ever, I don't ever remember being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. In fact, if when I have to go back to remember the last recollection of speaking to, to Ellen, my wife, my children, it's November the 11th. We were doing, we were out in Dallas, Texas. I was out there doing prison ministry. Uh, and so uh, that, in November, that, that, the, the next week is, is when all of this happened. So I, I just never remember. And so you can imagine, uh, you know, the, on November 29th, uh, the, you know, the, the pure shock of, of what was going through me um, looking at those caskets uh, in Hartford. You know, I, I saw all five in the same day uh, in caskets. And, um, you know, life for me went to a place that I, I fully can't describe now except that, you know, I was in a, I was in a suicide state of mind. Um, I did not want to exist anymore. Um, and I just laid there night after night requesting to die. And, uh, so many nights I went to the cemetery and, uh, I just would lay out there because I wanted, you know, I wanted my wife to come back. And, right, uh, right. But you know, at, at you know, at the end of the day, brother, I tell you what, we have a God. I, I can recall one night just crying in my bedroom by myself, and I couldn't really take care of Shelly that night, you know. And I just, you know, I was trying to, I was trying not to be emotional around Shelly because, you know, here it is. I'm Stuart. You know, God is. He's for whatever reason he left me here. And I'm steward over this young girl. And I can't let her grow up watching her dad constantly every day just weep and moan. And, you know, and so I I made a thing that I wouldn't do this around her. But I, I can recall one night. That I just couldn't, I couldn't hold. This in 2008, uh, and I was just in there in that bathroom by myself. And I tell you what, I laid on that floor, and that little girl would come in there and say, "Daddy, get up," and I just couldn't get up. And she walked out crying, and I, and there something happened in that room, and you know something happened in that room. Now, I have given my life to Christ uh, as a young boy and i and i you know was a christian but i didn't live a christian life and, I, and i'm the first to admit that you know and i even rededicated my life back in 2004 but man something happened in that room that night that i felt the power of god come and get me you know he he come and got me that present and that i can feel it now you know i have tears in my eyes now even speaking about it because it was so powerful and i got up brother mm-hmm. you know i just got up and i didn't 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 know all the answers didn't have all the answers but you know i, I started a process you know and i i can remember one night um 
on June 4th that I was at the cemetery and uh, uh, just out there 3, 4 in the morning again and then June 5th come around and, you know, scripture was in me and, and God's spirit spoke to me and, and, and it brought attention to the Apostle Paul, you know, that this mighty man who had taught about church doctrine, who had built churches, who had, you know, he wrote all of these epistles in the New Testament, this this mighty man who taught from the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, who we quote things now by what Paul says. You know, Paul says in Philippians 4 and 13, everyone knows this scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. You know, Second Corinthians five seventeen, Paul says, if any man or woman be in Christ, he's a new creation, old things are passed away, behold, all things are made new. This is Paul. This is Paul. You know, where would a church be without Paul? But nevertheless, in the latter part of his ministry, he was requesting to God. Something was tormenting him. And he said three different times, he said, remove this thorn. He's talking to God now. He said, remove this thorn from my flesh. God, you know, he got nothing from God. But God says, you know, my grace is sufficient for thee. And that spoke to my spirit on June 4th that I'm not, because I was asking God, just take away, I just, you know, somebody know what I'm talking about. They right. they just want the pain to go away. They they just want to stop feeling at this at this low point, this this desolate place where it's just you and, and no one else. It's almost like you're the, you're the last person in the whole world. You know, but, but Paul, this mighty man, asked God three times, but God said he's not going to do it. But God says his grace was, was sufficient for Paul, and, and that spoke to me. And God spoke to me saying that, you know, I'm not gonna let. I'm, I'm not gonna take this away from you. You're gonna have to walk with this for the rest of your life. This is my cross that I have to bear. But when I want to die, God's grace says live. When I want to give up, God's 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 grace says go on. When when I love the scripture say when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard right. against them. And you know, God has lifted up a standard against me. You know, against the enemy trying to attack me and trying to get me to that place where I just give up and that. And you know that there's nothing left, there's nothing left uh, for me to live for, and you know I turned this into you know I started digging deeper into scriptures. I started digging deeper into death. You know what I want to know everything about death. I started reading books about the different authors that wrote. You know Randy Alcorn out there in California wrote about heaven, and then you know Bill Weiss wrote about hell, and then you know you get the Ninety Minutes in Heaven's book by Don Piper, and then what what the scripture talks about death. I was consumed by, you know, I turned the TV off. I got away from the world. I got away from what everybody else is saying to do. And I just got into the Word of God. And the Word, let me tell you something about the Word of God. It is, David says, the Word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. You know, David is saying that the, this Word that we're reading, it, it's a, it allows me, you know, back in David time, there was no street lights. There was no uh, commercialization, you know, at nighttime. It was dark. It was dark, and you didn't know which way to go. You didn't know the next step to take. But David said, "This is what the Word of God is. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. It allows me to take another step, and that is what I'm doing. That is literally what I'm doing. I'm just taking steps, and 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 you know that's what God's want. That He wants that out each and every one of us to take a step. You may be in a place where you, like I was, you know, you may be in a desolate.
good place. You may be in a broken place. But if you could just take one step, and the more I dug into these scriptures, the more life that I that I've been receiving. And now something has got in me, and I know what's in me. That is God's Holy Spirit, and, and, and I can give it out. It's almost like I'm trans, you know, something transformed when I get in front of an audience or when I get into a church or where I don't care when I get in a Walmart or when I get to a supermarket. It doesn't matter where I'm at, you know. The Holy Spirit is there, and when I when there's a need there, man, I can speak to it, and that that's from the glory of God. And so and so here it is. That's my life now, Mark, and you know, Byron. That 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 is my calling now, and so. No sense to me trying to do anything else, and I don't try to. I don't try to pretend to be some, you know, uh, uh, you know, smart guy. I don't try to pretend to be more than I am. I'm just a man of God. You know, I was ordained back in 2009 uh, at my church in Destin, Florida. Uh, I was ordained as a minister, and I don't, you know, I don't try to. Like, I haven't been to seminary school. I don't try to pretend like I know Greek or Hebrew. I just know God. Hallelujah. I know God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. my man, two seven. And I, like I said, this is. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting over here. I'm holding it back uh, because, uh, as you know, we, we talked about this when we were in, in California. Uh, Ellen was actually, you know, your wife, Ellen. She was actually my roommate yes. uh, at, in Alabama. So, mm. um, you know, I know all the volleyball girls out there listening. Andrea, Julie back in, in Connecticut. I know they're mm. all listening. And, uh, mm. you know, that it, it to hear that, because, like I said, I never read any clippings. I didn't want to see mm. anything because, first, I wanted to make sure that yours all okay. And then when they said mm. his wife, and I'm thinking, like, that was my roommate. You know, this is a young lady that, uh, mm. she let me use her car. You know, they used to cook for me. Mm. So, it, you know, it, it, yeah. it, you know, it, it still hits me, to, uh, you know, to this it day. It hits you. It hits you just like it hit the multitudes of people all around the United States. And, and I can only say what, what, I, what I say every time I get an opportunity uh, in front of a crowd. Uh, I say thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for my family because I know, see, God has put that inside of me to thank the saints. See, see there's something about the power of prayer. You know, there is something about when we come together, man, I tell you what, it moves God's heart. And I believe God brought Shelly back. God allowed me to stay here uh, because so many people prayed. And, and so, again, you know, I, and, I, and, I, and I could say this unequivocally, if people had not prayed for me, I wouldn't be talking uh, on, this, on this phone right now. And so thank you, all of you, for praying for me and my family. And, you know, that is essentially, you know, I mean, the, here it is, Mark. You know, Byron, there's a woman out there, uh, you know, Jason and Monica Day. You know, they're out there at Scottsdale's uh, Family Church. Mm-hmm. Man, these people just reached out to me. I don't, never met them, don't know them. I'm going to meet them next week because I'm coming I'm coming out to Arizona. Just right. to, more importantly, just to thank them for, 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 you know, for reaching out to me and loving me. And just, I mean, I would get emails and just, you know, you uh, know, Every Sunday morning or during the week, you know, his wife, Monica, would say, like, you know, how are you doing? And, you know, I just I just tell her, you know, I just don't want to go. I just don't I don't feel like I have a friend in the world. And just to get good, golly advice, man, I tell you what, you know, I'm looking forward to next. Uh, I think it's going to, yeah, next Friday, the 5th, I'm going to be at the uh, 
the Lighthouse Cafe uh, at the right. Scottsdale Family Church. And if anybody just interested in about it, go to uh, LighthouseCafeLive.com, and you can read up on on uh, the different venues that they do. They have a variety of things out there. They got different formats. They got a they have they're gonna have like a DJ there. They got different speakers. Like they have artwork. It's a multitude of things. But the you know the whole premise behind me even coming to Arizona is just the power of prayer. These people prayed for me. And, it, and it, I tell you what, I needed it. I needed it more than anything else. I needed somebody to say, you know, we love you. You know, don't give up. You know what, you're you're not alone. You know what, you know, and, and I tell you what, it's something about just people praying for one another. More than anything, the one thing I want to get out over this phone call today is that, you know, there, God has put, you have God's spirit in you. The same spirit that was blown into Adam is inside of every last one of us. And that spirit is eternal. That spirit cannot die. And that spirit has the anointing power of God. Genesis 1 and 3, God says, let there be light. God spoke these words, you know. And then he blew into Adam, Genesis 2 and 7. And God took the man that he formed out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And so Adam essentially... You know, God brings these animals to Adam and tell Adam to name them. And so Adam had that authority and that spirit that's within him. That's the same spirit that's in, that, that, that God blew into him. Well, that spirit is into us. And we have that spirit to say, you know what? I command the name of Jesus, uh, this cancer that's in my mother's body, to come out. You know, I, I command the name of Jesus for this for this crack, this addiction habit, whatever it may be. You know, we, we can pray you know, because that spirit of God is in us, and all you got to do is just believe it. All you have to do is just kept, just catch hold of it. Know that you know what you don't need them. I tell you what, you yeah yeah. We all love miracles, and we all love great things happening. But at the end of the day, it's in you. You know, that gift is in you. Don't, don't never shortchange yourself and say, well, I just hadn't heard the right preacher yet, or I, I haven't heard the right message yet, or well, I don't, you know, at the end of the day, it's in you. Right. It's in you. All you got to do is believe it and just take a step. Just take one step and watch the power of God come over you. Greater is he that is within you than he was in the world. Amen. Amen. That's right, Stacey. Hey, sir. We didn't even, I don't even think we're going to talk about sports because sports ain't even, that's like on the back burner as far as I'm concerned right now. I know we can mm. still joke. We can still uh, get yeah. our laughs in because you know that's how mm. we do. Mm. That was our fire to the day. But, but, but you know, too, mm. that it, it took the sports to mold you and to mold you and to do and to do and to and have that discipline. And mm. now if you had that discipline running the football, running those laps, you got the you got the discipline to carry God's word. Amen. And, and you know, and, and you know, Byron, that's I prayed about that. And you know, and God again, everything you know, I love Philippians four and six. It says be careful for nothing, but everything, okay, ask in prayer and supplication, and let your request be made known unto God, you know. And so I everything that comes within me, I ask before I ever started, you know, I was in ministry before the tragedy, and I was doing prison ministry, going all around the world, literally. Uh, uh, out in California, out in uh, Texas, and in Florida, and Georgia—you name it—I've been in the state federal penitentiaries, or or state correctional institutions, or juvenile delinquents, and I would go and.
you know, do small time um, uh, colleges or junior college or whatever, you know, all my off time. Okay, that was like my secondary thing that I did. Even my wife, Mark, Ellen, right. you know, Ellen and I, we always wanted to do, uh, have our own ministry together. And Ellen, Amen. yeah, she come up with doing these gospel plays. And I can remember we put on this huge gospel play in Montgomery, and I lost a whole lot of money. <laughs> but, but at the same time, man, it was incredible to do that together. And, you know, and so, and so here it is. When I got to the place where I was working in the banking business, I was um, – you know, I was making pretty decent money, and I wasn't like a you know a, a a wealthy man, but I was you know taking care of uh, you know of my bills, and I was you know I was I was going alone, and I had this second job you know doing ministry on the side, and so you know when this whole thing happened, I had to make a choice whether to go back into the banking job, which was still there, or what I need to go and and and, and go full time ministry, and so I asked God about it, and, and there it is spoke to me and said, you know what, the same way, okay, that, you know, you, the same thing about me in football, yeah, I always knew there was players that was bigger, faster, and stronger than me, but I always had in my mind, you cannot outwork me. You you cannot out-hustle me. That's one thing that I, I pride myself in, in hustling, you know. You just couldn't do it. I don't care how many sprints I had to run. I don't care. It didn't matter to me. I loved it, and I, and, I, and I relished in it. That's why I always, you know, in the fourth quarter, I always excelled because I had conditioned my body that way. Where God spoke to my spirit, said the same way that you were running those bleachers, same way you was hitting that weight room, the same way that you were so, you had all this zeal when it came to athletics, you're going to have to be that with my scripture and even more. Right. So you got to spend hours into the word of God. You just can't get, it takes hour to, man, just to, to divide it and to interpret it and, uh, and to get to the place where you know that you know that you know what this is a message. Or this, I mean, it takes hours. And it's not easy, you know, because you have different in uh, uh, language. You have Greek, you have Hebrews, and so and so you and, and so you gotta have mentors. You gotta have spiritual fathers. You gotta have people that are, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta ask these questions because at the end of the day, you're given that word, and <laughs> it's not so much as you are accountable to the people, but you're accountable to God. Amen. You know, God is God is looking. You know, so so that's why when when Paul talks about you know study to show yourself approved. Man, you 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 better. I mean, you better know what you're doing when you get up in that pulpit, and that's and, that, and that's one of the. I, I believe that's one of the tragedy that goes on uh, because a lot of people are just punching a time clock, you know. And and I'm not interested in punching a time clock. I don't want to waste one day of my life. I know what it's like to waste uh, years. I know what it's like to be in those places. Hey, I know what. It, hey, I mean, two, two seven. If you don't mind yeah. holding on, we got to take this quick commercial break. We'll come okay. right back and uh, finish up our story. Like okay. my man Saran Stacey, former University of Alabama superstar and Philadelphia Eagle. You listen mm-hmm. to Hard Hitting Radio on the Voice of America Sports. We'll be right back after this brief intermission. Amen. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
journey into the realm of spirit, the source of all things. Master fear in these tumultuous times and learn ancient ways to abundant love and healing. Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity, will awaken the unique genius within you. Host Christina Pratt challenges you to initiate your innate powers within to gain health, well-being, and joy through the practices of Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. Tune in each week to Why Shamanism Now, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on 7th Wave Network. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. You're listening to Hard Hitting Radio with Mark McMillan and Byron Evans. To get your voice in on the discussion, call right now, toll free to 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can get to Mark by email. Drop an email to Mark at MarkMcMillanSports.com. Now, back to Hard Hitting Radio. We're back at Hard Hitting Radio. I'm your host, Mark McMillan. Got my man in the middle, B and E. Hey, I got. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just. We just for the ride. We it's the work, the ride. man. It's the work. Yeah, hey, I, I got my. I got my son over there. He playing his little PSP. So he just, he's just chilling. He listened. He listened in a little bit, and he was like, he was like, man, that's. And I told him, you know, a little bit about the story, and he was like, wow. He was like, wow, Dad, that, your friend is strong. And I was like, you know, he was mm-hmm. – and you talked about your conditioning. You were, you know, you're the first one out there to practice, last one mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. in. Uh, and, and sometimes I used to think, like, man, this dude can run all day. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, you know, like I said, it showed, mm-hmm. in, it showed in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now you're, you're holding a different kind of ball. You're holding a different yeah. kind of trophy. So we're, we're all mm-hmm. on, the, on the winning team, you know. We, we, can't, we, can't, we can't lose uh, for being, being on this team. So it's definitely a blessing to have you on the show man i'm excited mm-hmm. for you to come in mm-hmm. uh i know byron uh you know he's he's a preacher as, as well he's going to be having you out there at, at his church so uh it's going to be a field a uh, couple days for you so you know yeah yeah I, it's going to be again it's going to be a great time um 
you know, yeah, just to be around, first of all, to see you guys and to see, you know, Jason and, and Monica. Uh, I, I never met them, and, you know, these people have been praying for me all this time. And then, you know, to be able to visit with them Friday, and, and maybe there will be other venues that set up in between now and then, maybe a high school, maybe a, a college, or maybe, I don't know. A street you know, corner. It can go to street amen. corner. Amen. Yeah, amen. Maybe we may have to go out and do some evangelism, uh, street, you know, door to door. And then, you know, Sunday I'll be, be able to top everything off at 11:30 at Shallow Apostolic Church, uh, and, and there it is. You know, just um, it's a you know, fresh word that God has put in me uh, about March 7th, and uh, I'm just looking forward to what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Because at the end of the day, that's who's in charge of all of this. You know, He's the Holy Spirit. You know, no sense to me going up there with a five-step plans to this and that. You know, <laughs> you know, if, if the Holy Spirit is not there, uh, then there's not uh, there's not there's going to be no fruit. But when the Holy Spirit shows up, like He's uh, He's on this phone today, He has showed up. And so there, there. I mean, there it is, man. There, there's living water been poured out today. And so, again, I give God all the glory, and I thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. Right, and uh, I, I know, uh, you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've got a lot of emails from a lot of people uh, from you going back to uh, Alabama, and uh, you know, I, I just remember the, one of the pictures that came out when you actually brought out the game ball, and uh, your vertical leap was like, you know, your vertical leap back in 1990. Uh, you're, you're so high off the ground. And just looking at that picture and seeing, like, uh, the emotion in your face mm. and, and just knowing what you're going through in front of 90,000 people screaming, mm. uh, everybody knowing your story. Even yeah. to go back uh, when we were at the Rose Bowl for the national championship game. And, mm. uh, you know, I, you know, we had a great time. We were laughing, high-fiving everybody. And, you know, I was, you know I'm still at, you know, I'm, I'm still like, okay, what do I say? Uh, I don't, you know, I was kind of like tippy-toeing. I don't know, you know, do I, do I give him a hug? Are we having a good time? We were having a good time. It was like yeah. old times. Yeah. And uh, just to see the, uh, I, I guarantee, it was no more than like every 10 seconds. Uh, yeah. You know, there was a fan, you know, once they see your face, it was like they, they lit up. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I can just remember you saying, you was like, man, this is what keeps me going. This is why Amen. I know, you know, I may not be in California, but I'm in California yeah. now. And these are the people that's probably been in Texas or yeah. Alabama or, mm-hmm. or wherever. But these are some of the people that's been praying. And this is Amen. how this is how I get through. And just, just to see you just having fun. And I'm like, I, and, you know, I always talk to Stacy, you know, Dirty. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was like, man, Saran is one of the strongest brothers. He said, I thought I was strong. He said, but, mm-hmm. you know, for them to go down there, uh, uh, bring us to the guys that, that, that supported you through all this, Clyde Goose, Saran, all the yeah. Goo brothers, mm-hmm. uh, T.O., the Bama Nation, all the guys uh, that, that yeah. played Alabama, all the people that supported you from all yeah. over the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's definitely good to know that, you know, we, we, we do have your back. We do have your support. And, uh, th- you know, through all the, the thick and thin, you know, I'm yeah. always going to be there for you every time you pick up the phone. Amen. Amen. It's it's incredible. You know, Scripture again says there's safety in the multitude of counselors, and I and I really believe that you know there's a there's just a multitude of people that have just stood there with me uh, and just prayed for me. And I, at the end of the day, you know, they said I'm strong, but only only God, only Christ Jesus, you know, can come in there and take a dead man and bring him back to life. I mean, you, you're talking or you're listening to someone that was dead, okay, but I'm alive again, and I believe again, and I, and I have faith, and I and I believe that the latter days of my life will be better than the former days of my life. And then... 
people like Stacey Harrison and Clyde and yourself and Byron, just on and on, multitudes of people, man. You just, you know, that just, it, all you have to do is just say, brother, I love you. You know, brother, I'm praying for you. That, many times that's all you need. You don't need to be able to get on a jet and fly and give $10,000. All you got to do is just say, I love you, bro. Right. And that, you know, my heart is with you. And, and that is living water. You know, Jesus says for us to love one another. You know, he told his disciples the last thing. He said, I'm going to my father, a place you cannot go. He said, but I give you this new commandment, is that if you to love one another as I have loved you. I mean, that's a powerful thing, you know. That was one of the last words Jesus was telling his disciples. You know, you love one another. And we, we live in a society, in a world right now, where you just, you know, you have to find out, you know, the hard way who loves you. Or, 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 or no one's, it, it, it's like America, you know, and I'm getting a little political here, but it's, we have so many people that have forgotten what this country has been built on. This, this country was built on God himself. You know, we, even our current to say, in God we trust. And, you know, and so where is the love for God in this country right now? You know, where, so if we don't love God, then it's impossible for us to love one another. And so we, we have like a selfish nation. And it's, it's all about me first. And I, you see it in our teenagers. You see it, you know, it's me, me, me. Give me the new PlayStation. Give me the new Nintendo. <laughs> Give me the new car. Give me, 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 me. You know, when, you know, when are we going to get back to teaching our children? You know what? You're going to have to earn this. You know what? Here, here are some chores around the house, okay? That that you're responsible for. You know, we don't we don't give our children responsibility anymore. We we allow the television to raise our children, and and instead of them, you know, give them a book reading, a book requirement. Man, we we give them the things of the world, but the things of the world are not going to give you the blessings of God. Amen. 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 That's a word Amen. right there. That's a word. Amen. Quick, Amen. quick and powerful, sharpening <laughs> the two-edged sword. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I know a lot of people from Philadelphia as well. Uh, I talked mm. to a young lady the other day. Her name is uh, Vicky, and her mm. mom just had a stroke the other day, and uh, things were, you know, kind of looking good. And I and I prayed over, her and she, you know, texted me the next morning mm. and said her mom was, uh, you know, you know, getting better. But mm. you know, things, but but things got a little worse. Uh, they did a CAT scan and found out that her mom was brain dead. So I just want to send my prayers out to her mm. and her family as Amen. well. And uh, uh, one of my partners at work, her, uh, you know, Sally. Have to give her a shout all the time, Rachel Jody. Mm. Uh, one a young man was uh, killed in uh, Afghanistan. Was was a young man that was uh, uh, her son is actually in, in uh, over overseas as well. Mm. Uh, a young man name is Joshua Birchfield. Uh, he was mm. a lance corporal over there mm. in Afghanistan that was that was killed. So uh, mm. my prayer my prayers go out to uh, to him and his family as well. So mm. like I said, it's a lot of stuff that's going on. And uh, yes, like it I, is. you know, like I said, we talk about the games. I'm sitting here looking at my son playing the PlayStation, and but mm. he's but he's had it for a couple of years. He ain't asked for no new games though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's great, Mark. That you know, and you too, Byron. That you, you will use this um, what God has given y'all to be to be able to reach the masses. You know, to be able to reach the our troops that are out there. Serving, serving our country, man. We don't know what that's like to put our life on the line every single day. You know, my father-in-law, Ellen's, Ellen's dad, you know, uh-huh. he, he was in Vietnam. He had tour duties over there. And I can recall him and I, 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 I clicked with this man, and he was telling me, he said, Serene, you know, I pray you never know what it's like to be hunted and hunt in the same day. Wow. You know, there he was hunting people, but he was also being hunted. 
you know, he said, it does something to you, you know. But but here it is, these guys in Afghanistan, they're in Iraq, they're all over. They're sacrificing literally their their lives for us, so we can so we can so so we can live in the land of freedom, and so we can so so we can have the opportunity to raise our children up. Um, you know, like, like Scripture tells us, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they get older, they will not depart. Man, we we have that opportunity to pour into our children the love of Jesus Christ, but many places around the world, you don't have that opportunity. You can get killed, or you can get strangled, or murdered, or whatever, you know? And so we got to get to a place where, where we're praying for our troops, okay? We're praying for the people that put their lives on the line every single day. We're praying, just like you praying for Vicky's uh, mother. You know, there's, there's Vicky, I mean, they're going through, you know, there's something about death, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and this whole thing about death, is it, it consumed me, and, and, I, and I learned as much as I'm, and I'm still learning about death. Yet at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're in this world for, for a dispensation of time. You know, and, and so we need to understand about death. You know, and I, you, you hear a lot of scriptures, you hear a lot of pastors and bishops and preachers, they preach about, you know, three ways to have a better marriage and five ways to make more money and, and you know, all this stuff, but no one wants to preach about death. You know, yet Scripture tells us through from Genesis chapter four all the way to Revelation, it's a the Bible is just a it talks about death all the time. It's a bloody book. That's all you read about it. Multitude of people getting killed, wars, and and, and so and so we need to we need to understand. We need we need to get a uh, you know some type of clear understanding of of death and why it's here and and when it happens and and what are some of the emotional things that that, that the enemy is going to try to attack you with because he um, here it is it's coming. It's coming, and it's a part of this world. But, but I, I just, you know, with me, I, I live for it firsthand. I'm living through it now. And, and, and so I understand that what, you know, what death is. I have a clear uh, revelation of what death is. You know, I love this scripture that God talks about. It says, Paul says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right. Okay? To be absent from, your spirit is gone. From the body, that just that's just a, you know that's just clay, okay. But to be absent from the body, to be to, to, hey, to be present with the Lord in Psalm one sixteen verse fifteen, uh, it says that uh, that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. You know when you die in Christ Jesus, that's a precious sight to God. You know my wife and my children, they died in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. They died. They died loving. You know, they, they died professing. They died living, not just not just talking it, not just hearing it. I love James one twenty two says, be not just hear of the word, but doers of the word. And my wife was doing the word. My 18-year-old daughter, man, she was taking people to, she was taking, on, on her off days, uh, on Sunday morning, she would take this elderly woman to church. Uh, you know, they, she had confessed Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And so, you know, I don't, I, I I miss them terribly, you know. I miss them terribly, and I don't have a, you know, I don't have what I used to have. You know, I'm a single man now. I'm a, I'm a single father, and I'm, and, and so I have to, I have to adapt, and I have to believe wherever God is taking me, I'm willing to go. Yet at the same time, I know, I know that there's going to come a day when my last day is going to come, when when death is going to come in my life, and I'm going to be seated in heavenly places. I'm going to be rejoined with Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, and I'm going to be loving my wife again, and, and my son and my daughter, they're not here. Man, I believe that. In fact, I, I just know that, and I trust that, and so and so that is death. 
death. You know, that is how I look at death. And some people may be listening to me now. How do you look at death? Right. How do you how do you look at your last breath? You know, if you had to go and answer that question, you know, if if you left this world and where will you wake up the next morning? You know, I know when my family woke up, but we got to go face judgment. And if God asks you, should I let you into my eternal kingdom? What are you going to say to God? What are you going to say to him? Oh, wow. Put it out there, 27. That's it. That. Amen. <laughs> hey, we, 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 we got one minute till we got to close. Uh, Minister Stacy. Def- definitely was a blessing. Uh, mm-hmm. Let everybody know again where you're going to be at and what you're going to be doing while you're here in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, I'm going to be at, you know, starting out uh, Friday on March the 5th, I'm going to be at the uh, 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 the uh, LighthouseCafeLive.com, uh, the uh, Scottsdale Family Church. Uh, I'm going to be there at 7.30 is when the program starts. It's going to be great. I, I, would, I would, you know, if you are listening right now, you need to come there. Uh, there's a multitude of things that God has aligned up, and so it will be great just to bring the family, to bring whoever that you can get there. You need to get there. And then, um, you know, Sunday at 1130 at Shiloh Apostolic Church. Uh, you know, I don't have the address. 1921 East Woods. 1921 East Woods. So uh, we, got the, we got the music in the background. So we yeah. definitely appreciate it. We'll definitely Amen. have you on the show again. Uh, looking forward for you to come into town. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'll be there to support you. Yes, sir. I'll be suited and booted. We love you, brother, and praying love for you. Love y'all. Thank yes, you. Thank All you, All right, Hallelujah. that's my man. Appreciate Saran Stacy being on Hard Hitting Radio on Voice America Sports. Everybody have a blessed and safe weekend out there. Be blessed. Peace. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. That's another show. Thanks again for joining Mark McMillan and Byron Evans for Hard Hitting Radio. Come back and we'll do it again next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Put them up, tighten up. We some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, come in, Byron Evans. We give you for reason to tune in every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving. If he's pushing Phoenix, we're bringing the cutting edge. What is the worst season? Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.